0: Are you ready? This is the last talk of the monthly theme, and this month's theme was Mindfulness for Mavericks. And here we are. We made it through Mindfulness for Mavericks, right? And we decided what that meant for us. What a month it has been. And today's talk is, I did it my way. Well, of course, because that's what mavericks do, don't they? They do it their own way. And Ernest Holmes said this, in Thoughts Are Things. He said, life has set a stamp of individuality on you. You are different from any other person who has ever lived. You are an individualized center in the consciousness of God. You are an individualized activity in the action of God. And what a a wonderful idea that is, right? We are that, you know, there has never been a you before And there will never again be an exact you. Spirit has saw fit to incarnate into form and to create you in a one of a kind way. You are a one of a kind creation born into form to create in your one of a kind way, a way in which no one else can do, right? What no one else can do, what you can do the way that you do it. You know, in each one of us, wait, who was it that said that, right? Someone, someone said, you You were born, you know, um, oh, I'm trying to get the phrase right. You were never born to fit in. You were born to stand out. Does that make sense? You know, we spend so much time trying to fit in, but we were born to stand out. I I think I've read that, that a Dr. Seuss was supposed to have said that, right? You were never meant to fit in. You were born to stand out. But he really didn't say it. I researched it for hours, and he did not say that. But what he did say was, today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive that is youer than you. <laughs> and I love that. And it's true. It is true. So here we are, these one-of-a-kind creations of the divine. And what I know about each one of us is that we came equipped with everything that spirit is. We all came with those same ingredients of spirit. Within you is everything that you know the divine to be. When we think of God, we know God is abundance and balance, and beauty, and freedom, and joy, and love, order, peace, power, unity, wholeness, and wisdom. All of those qualities of God, all of those qualities that we ascribe to the divine, they're all within us. We came with all of them because spirit has incarnated itself in form. And all of those other qualities of God, we don't mention in those 12, but they're all there as well. The harmony and and the humor and the expansiveness. I mean, everything that you think of as divine qualities, we came with them because spirit created everything out of itself. And so everything that spirit is, is found within us. We were born in form containing all of it. And, and And how much do we become aware of? And how much do we embody? And how much do we use? And how much do we allow to flow through us into form around us as our life? As much as we can. As much as we can embrace. As much as we can accept. And as much as we can act upon. Ernest Holmes, in Thoughts, are things, he said this. He said, you live because life lives in you. You move because there is a universal energy flowing through you. You think because there is an infinite intelligence thinking through you. You exist because divine spirit has sought to individualize itself in and as you. This is why you are called the temple of the living God. There is a divine spark at the center of your being. But you need to recognize it, believe it, and act upon your belief. So we have a limitless amount of good to use, don't we? Spirit is infinite. Spirit has incarnated itself as us. Spirit has infused us with the same qualities that of, of itself, We have a limitless amount of good at our disposal. We limit the use of it. Principle itself has no limits. We limit ourselves. There is infinite love in the universe. There is infinite joy. There is infinite abundance. There is infinite wisdom. And we limit our use of an infinite supply. And you know why? Yeah, I know you know why. Because we begin to believe other people's opinions of who and what we are right from birth. Right from birth. We begin to believe those people around us as to what we're capable of. We believe our primary caregiver, when he or she says to us, you can do it, right, when we are trying to walk or, or when, we're, when we're trying to find our mouth, you know, with the first spoon we ever hold in our hand, and our caregiver says, you can do it, you know, we believe the big people around us when they say, you got this, when we're trying to learn how to throw a ball or or we're trying to learn how to swim or play tennis. But we also believe them when they say, you suck at math, just like me. I could never get the hang of it. You're going to struggle with it too. Or we believe them when they say, well, you're not pretty like your sister, so you're going to have to develop other attractive talents. Or when they say, you know, you're not the smart one. You're the athletic one. All of those things that they said, you know, oh, you've always been heavier than your siblings, so you're going to fight with your weight your whole life. We believed them when they said things like, You know, money burns a hole in your pocket. You can never save a thing. Or, you know, I know you can never exercise self-control. You can't sit and study. You just go off on your own. Or, you know, you'll never amount to anything, don't you? Don't you know that? We believe them when they say those things as well. And the more we believe them, the less we access the infinite good in and around our lives because we don't think we can do it. So we grow up believing in some ways we're damaged. We grow up believing in some ways we are broken. And, you know, traditional religion doesn't help either because it tells us we're sinners. So we grow up thinking that we're somehow defective. And it gets reinforced in our adult relationships, doesn't it? It can. It can. It can get reinforced by abusers and manipulators and users people that we attract into our, into our uh, orbit, you know, those people we attract into relationship with because it is a reflection of how damaged we think we are. We wind up wounded people relating to other wounded people out of our wounds. And we know, we absolutely know that hurting people hurt people. That's what they do. Hurt people hurt people. You know, it's like, it's like an animal caught in a trap or in a fence or in bobbed wire or something. We have to be careful approaching it. Even though we're there for good intentions, even though we're there to free it, we have to be careful how we approach an animal caught. Because what, what do we know? We know it'll lash out. We know it'll bite us even though we are there with good intentions. Even though we are there to free it, we know that we could get bit, right? Wounded people are the same way. They act out from their woundedness. They are the same as that trapped animal. They will lash out even even to people that are offering love, even to people that are offering guidance and support. So, you know... What I know is you might be seeing more of those people too, by the way, uh, now because of the sheltering in place. You might be interacting with people who are acting out of their woundedness now because of this time spent alone and ruminating and thinking about, you know, the slights and the, and the, the wounds and the betrayals and all of that, or you might be acting out of the woundedness of your own. Because of the time that we're spending right now, because of the quarantining, you know, when we're busy, when we're working and we're going out and we're having coffee and we're on dates and we're walking with friends and we're working out at the gym, we don't have time to go within and look at all that stuff. Well, we don't, I should say, we don't make the time to do the inner healing work, right? We're busy doing life. But now here we are. We are sheltering in place. Not that much going on. No hugs, we're missing that. No dates, no work, or if we are working, we're working from home. No business. Perfect opportunity for those old thoughts to come up and start to torment us, isn't it? Perfect time for those old voices of criticism, abuse, feelings of brokenness, right? And we have nothing to do to push them down, to be busy. We have nothing else to do but to deal with them or to act out on them. We are at choice, right? We are at choice. The choice is ours. And I am inviting you to deal with them. I am inviting that healing to happen into your experience, to do the work of healing is to reveal what is within us all the time what has been there since birth all of those ingredients of spirit that you are it's to invite those things to the surface to do the work of healing to reveal the truth of who you are you know in the gospel of thomas it says if you bring forth what is within you What you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, then what you do not bring forth will destroy you. The perfection, the wholeness that has been with you since you came into form, that is the truth of who you are. All of those qualities that you came with, All of that is still within you, and it is covered over by those false beliefs that we have taken on by life's experiences, covered over by beliefs of woundedness, of brokenness, of less than, all that we have gathered by the experiences we have gone through in life. And now we have this time to heal, to really address that, to really heal that if we choose to reveal the magnificence of our individual expression of spirit, who we really are, who we really truly are. Now is the time, right? Now we have the time. It is the time to stop using the hurt people hurt people as an excuse to lash out at others. Even people who are inviting you to heal. You know, and you, and you know, it happens. People come together. They think they're ready, but they're not ready. They think that they, they come to a, a, a healing community like a Center for Spiritual Living or something like that it, with the intention of, well, I'm going to heal this stuff that's within me. But really, they don't want to heal. What they really want to do is they want to meet new people that they can enroll in their story about what a victim they are. And then those are the people that, you know, wind up getting mad at everybody here and leave because they're not ready to do the work of healing, you know? And I see it on Facebook all the time, honest to God. I see it on Facebook, people lashing out at other people, you know, the name-calling, the blaming others, you know, blaming others for why they're unfulfilled or why they're overweight or why they're lonely or why whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the truth is they're just, they're just not ready because what, we, what do we know? We know the healing is done our way. The healing is 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 an inner, it is a personal thing, it is a growth thing, it is something that we have to come to terms with. We have to do the work. Nobody can do it for us. And, And blaming everyone around for your clinging to your wounds won't heal you. Blaming everyone around you for why you're suffering from your wounds won't heal you. And I will tell you what will heal you. It is you doing the work. We must do our own work. Doing our own work is the thing that heals. And it heals because we are inviting spirit in. Spirit heals. It heals. Remember we said that uh, last week, I think. Right? I don't heal. You don't heal. Spirit heals through us. And it heals by revealing our magnificence, revealing the truth of us that has been there all along and we've covered it over by all these false ideas of how damaged we are. But we must do the work. We do the work, spirit does the healing. We have to take that deep dive into our pain, into our confusion, into our sense of loss that keeps us in the cycle of believing we're broken, believing we're wounded, and then wounding others in our process. It all starts with us. We are the ones that have to do the work. And, of course, we get to do it our way. Absolutely. Each person that is doing this this deep dive, that's doing this work into the healing of their own nature, revealing the truth of their own we each do it our own way, looking within, Acknowledging the pain, the event, or the events. Coming to terms with what we closed down within ourselves because of it, right? We, we must come to terms, not only with our past, but we must come to peace with what our response was to what happened to us. Because a lot of times that response was to build walls, that response was to close down parts of our beauty, close down parts of our vulnerability, close down parts of our our expansiveness and expressiveness of life. We close that all down to avoid getting hurt again, right? Don't we? But that closing down also prevents us from living that fully self-actualized life that spirit knows that we are. You know, and when we close all those places down, when we stop acting from our authenticity, from our vulnerability, from our, our, our true selves, we wind up acting out of our woundedness, acting out of our hurts. And then we wind up wounding other people. We have to break that cycle. And now, while we're sheltering in place, you know, while we're doing the work of quarantining, this is the perfect time to do the work of healing as well. And we do it, you know, as only we can. We have to look unflinchingly at our pain. We have to look honestly at what we did to block off that pain. We have to look at how we acted out, hurting others because of the pain. And we have to own all of that. We have to practice forgiveness, right? For, for everyone involved. We have to practice forgiveness of others, maybe not necessarily for their sake, but for ours, right? Because it frees us up from being, from being stuck in the past, from being stuck in our wound. We have to practice self-forgiveness. Actually, really all forgiveness is self-forgiveness because it is a gift we give ourselves. We free ourselves up from the past, for all of our actions, for all of our reactions, for, from all of our acting out of our woundedness, all of it. We have to be forgiving. We have to create a new sense of gratitude. We have to, we have to create a new sense of, of counting of our blessings, to remember to see the good in every moment, to remember to see the good every morning. To remember the good things that are around us absolutely overwhelm the negative, right? The good that is around us, if if we are conscious of the good that is around us all the time, it far outweighs any of the negatives. We have to praise and raise. We have to praise and raise ourselves. We have to praise and raise others. We have to know that God is within all of life. You know, and, ab- <laughs> and above all else, stop telling your story. Stop complaining. We can't change the past. We can't rewrite the story. We, we can't deny horrible, terrible things that happen to us. They happen to us. And we can heal our responses to them. We can heal the wounds that occurred because of them. We can free ourselves up from them and go on to live this fully uh, uh, you know, expressed life of spirit that we are. We have to stop complaining. Stop pointing out everybody else's faults. Stop pointing out your own. We have to make a dedicated commitment To speak only truth. Speak only truth. And what we know is God is good. We know that God is love. We know that love is the truth of our souls. We know that love is the truth of all souls everywhere. And doing the work of healing and revealing, we become that beacon of light. We become the beacon of light. We become the resurrected Christ consciousness in the world. We become that person which gives everyone around us the exact freedom that they need to do their own work and to heal in our presence. We become the revealed wholeness of the life of spirit that we have always been and that we are meant to be. And people will heal just in our presence because the light shines out from within us. When we are healed, when we are whole, when we are absolutely awakened to the magnificence that we are, we give permission for people around us to do the same thing. As we begin to transcend the experience, the condition, we shine our light brighter than ever before. We awaken to that magnificence. We begin to live from that position of magnificence. Our truth has been there all along. Nothing, nothing, nothing that can happen to us in the world of conditions can damage that, can extinguish that light, can break you, can can make you less than whole. Nothing that you experience in the physical can ever damage that. That is spirit within you. That is the truth of you. We are not a product or a, or a result of the worst things that ever happened to us. That is not the truth. We are not what happens to us. We are brilliant, shining, radiant beings of spirit in form, here to experience everything that life has to offer. And we're all capable of doing this work. We are all capable of doing the work of healing we are all capable of getting in touch with that seed of perfection within us and allowing it free reign to come out from us, to absolutely shine out onto the world, to reveal the magnificence of who we are. And when we are healed, we become that place of healing for others. If hurting people hurt people, right? If people who are hurt, hurt others. If hurting people hurt people, then what I know is true is that loving people love people. And we can do that work. Healed people can heal people. Ernest Holmes in the Science of Mind textbook said this. He said, our belief and our deep-seated convictions inevitably out-picture and reflect themselves in our experiences and environment, both in the physical condi- condition of our body and in the larger world of our affairs. What we outwardly are and what we are to become depends upon what you are thinking. For this is the way we are using the creative power. It is up to us to do the work, and I know we can do it. It is up to us to heal our own wounds to reveal the magnificence that we are, and I know that we are up to it. I know that we get to do this work. We can do it each in our own way. Thank you.